From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. Welcome into the debut episode, the pilot, if you will, of the East Idaho PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Also, video version of this at the IdahoSports.com YouTube page and also uh, our Facebook page. Also, I'm Brandon Bainey, joined by Lance Taylor, our District 6 expert and one of the uh, many great broadcasters we have here at IdahoSports.com. Lance, what's going on? Not a lot, just a great Tuesday morning. We got some rain last night. I was pretty excited about that. Yes, it's been long overdue, hasn't it? Oh, man. It has. Uh, we had a hot July. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the the prep cast off to a great start, Lance. We've already shuffled through the weather. That's kind of the cordial. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about what we're going to be doing here. Uh, each and every week, we are going to be providing all of the fans in District 6, East Idaho, that coverage that sometimes is lagging. It's, it's you know, at IdahoSports.com, we're a statewide operation. And sometimes what's going on over in the East kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But this is going to be the spot for District 6 athletics. Yeah, it certainly is. And this is a great district. This is, I mean, when you look at District 6, there's been a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of success here, uh, particularly as of late. You look at, uh, you know, the upcoming football season out of District 6. You're bringing in the 3A three-time state champion consecutive. You're bringing in Rigby, who's played for it the last two years in a row for 5A. Uh, one, one of those years, you got a uh, South Fremont team that's been extremely successful. Pardon me, a North Fremont team that's been extremely successful. So uh, this is a good conference. This is a good, good district. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a misconception that that Boise metro area has all the top teams. But I mean, if you look, I mean, just over the last 10 years or so, uh, East Idaho is more than held up its own and, and not just in football, but across all sports. Yeah, they have. And again, you can cross a lot of that over to basketball uh, as well, you know, with with uh, many of those schools. We talked about North Fremont's success in in, uh, you know, football. Of course, they won basketball two times in a row. Uh and, uh, you know, out of District 6 here, Sugar won it three in four years. Uh, we've, uh, of course, Firth, uh, you know, has won a number of state championships for 2A. This is this is a very, very good, uh, good district. Yeah, and it wasn't that long ago that Idaho Falls uh, High School won a state basketball title as well. So uh, right. the, the geography of District 6 always fascinates me, Lance, because you've got that Idaho Falls area, the kind of that metro area and, and the surrounding communities. But then it shoots all the way up to like Salmon, which is like not really close to Idaho Falls at all. No, no, it's not. Well, what you, what happens is you start into running, you start running into a lot of smaller schools uh, as well. You start running into that 1A, 2A uh, you know, division that uh, that does spread you out quite a little bit. Those tend to be farming communities. Uh, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit farther of a drive. Uh, you know, Salmon. Salmon happens to be that school that everyone kind of dreads going to that trip. You know, because it's oh, you know, Salmon's clear out in the middle of nowhere. Well, poor Salmon, they got to make that trip every time they're on the road. You know, people who play Salmon only have to make it once a year. Uh, but it's uh, Salmon's a beautiful place. Another, uh, you know, school that uh, historically has had a lot of success as well. Yeah, Salmon is actually closer to a lot of Montana schools than it is to the teams, teams in its own conference. Where I grew up in the Bitterroot Valley in Montana, uh, we actually played Salmon a lot in junior high sports and even in high school. We would we would make the trip to Salmon and they would come come to where we were at. And so, yeah, it's, it's always fascinating to me, those those 
teams that are on the outlier of the geographic region. So let's talk about you, Lance. That this is going to be, I mean, you're going to be the driving force of this prepcast every week. You are the uh, quote unquote expert on District Six because, I mean, you've lived there a long time and, and you know these athletic programs inside and out. Yeah, you know, I, I've had a great opportunity to see a lot of these programs. Uh, I do several different things with the athletics here. I uh, I help coach track for one. I'm a PA announcer and plus a, a play-by-play announcer. And so I get to see a lot of the schools, a lot of the different school sizes around. Uh, I've seen teams go from being the cellar dwellers in their conference to the to winning state championships, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, and uh, what I expect the most is that I'm probably going to get the most emails after these podcasts. <laughs> and <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Well, and this is kind of the idea is we, we want that fan interaction. We want, and, and we want those district six fans that feel like, Hey, we're always getting the short end of the stick on idahosports.com. This, this is going to be the place every week where we're talking about the biggest stories, the biggest athletes, the biggest teams of what's right. going on in your area. So Lance, uh, where did you grow up originally? Are you an Idaho native? Well, I actually, I was born and lived until I was 12 years old in Cedar city, Utah, down just North of St. George, uh, a couple hours from Las Vegas. And, uh, but we had spent our summers in Malad. My mother was born and raised in Malad, Idaho. We had spent our summers there on the farm. Uh, and uh, in junior high, my last year junior high, I moved to Idaho. Uh, and my mother got a job. My parents had divorced. My mother uh, got a job uh, at a place called Morton Thicol. Uh For those of you who don't know what that is, that's the place that made the O-rings that, uh, that ultimately failed in the space shuttle. In 1986, <laughs> and uh, it kind of wiped out about half my town because so much of it was employed uh, down there. But so I went to my high school years in Malad, Idaho, and that's uh, that's where I call home. And that's obviously a very storied athletics program as well. And then yes. uh, you you call the Sugar Salem area home now. How long have you been there for? We've been here for 12 years. My wife was actually born and raised uh, in Sugar Salem, or in Sugar City, anyway, uh, Sugar Salem's high school. Uh, been here 12 years. Uh, love the, the community we live in. Love the surrounding communities. You know, one, well, one thing you talked about, how spread out uh you know, District Six is, and with all the different schools, the outlying schools, and so forth, and and uh, you know these small communities. Um, I have children. They say it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, these are some pretty good villages <laughs> in this area in District Six. We got some pretty good villages, I would say. Uh, great, uh, great places, uh, and um, it's of course the fishing is fantastic. That's another one of the things that keeps me up here. We love it. Well, and uh, I mean, uh, District 6 in terms of uh, traffic, always this time of year, a lot of people going to Island Park, right? Uh, yeah, Island Park, area. Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so great, great scenery up there as well. So uh, in the 12 years that you've been in uh, Sugar City, uh, how has the athletic landscape changed? Have there been programs or schools that uh, were struggling that are now good or vice versa in numbers? How did that all change? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'll use North Fremont as an example. You know, North Fremont, uh, until about six years ago, had not been back to a basketball state tournament since 1928. And uh, they were led there by Todd Jensen, uh, who came in and took over their boys program their first year. Uh, he took over. They went and took consolation of state. You know, that, that's a long drought to not having gone to the state tournament. Well, they ended up winning two of the last three now for uh, uh, for 2A. And they... Uh, 
you know, they were kind of bottom of their conference. Uh, Firth had really dominated that conference and was dominating that conference at that time. Uh, and so that's a, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, uh, you know, an example of a school that uh, during the 12 years I've been here uh, was towards the bottom of their conference and is now really the team to beat that they look at in most sports. Uh, uh, when we first moved up here, uh, Shelley High School was very dominant at the time, was dominating in a lot of things. And Shelley is still good in, in a lot of things. Uh, they're, they're, they've gone through a couple down years, uh, the last couple years, but they're a community that's, it's a great community, great sports community. They'll work their way back up. Uh, when I came up, uh, Idaho Falls was really down in their sports and, uh, they've won a state championship in basketball since when I won a 4A and now we're back up at the 5A division. Uh, Rigby has been very strong uh, since I've been here as well. Sugar has come a long way uh, during those days as well. And, and I just think this is really what you see in high school, uh, you know, as opposed to college where it's just kind of a recruiting game. You tend to have the same powerhouses year in, year out with an occasional outlier popping in here and there. You know, uh, high school is different. You go with the hand you've been dealt. And uh, some years you're up, some years you're down. And that landscape can change very quickly. It changes with one graduating class. Yes, that is uh, that is so true. And it is it is nice, all those schools you just rattled off. We talked about with, there's going to be no shortage of topics here on the East. No, I know. no there's not. There's, there's, not. there's so many good teams and so many great athletes. Let's talk about uh, just like Idaho Falls specifically, because I feel like the dynamics in the city have really changed as well, where you talked about Idaho Falls High School for a long time was the program. And now as more and more people are moving kind of out of the city and more into the kind of the suburbs, if you will, you know, we've seen Skyline really come on uh, yeah. Hillcrest recently. And and that Bonneville Thunder Ridge area is really growing yeah. population wise as well. What have you seen in Idaho Falls, just the city? Well, one of the things that's happened in the 12 years I've been here with that is those programs have constantly jumped school sizes back and forth. You know, I mean, you take the natural rivalry of Skyline and Idaho Falls. Well, Idaho Falls now 5A, Skyline's 4A and, and had tremendous success in the 4A division as well. Uh, in fact, took stadium football the first two years they were down in the 4A division, then had a little break and took it again last year. Uh, and so what's happening is some of those natural rivals are finding themselves not in the same conference all the time as well. You know, Bonneville and Hillcrest uh, uh, have popped up and down to 5A and 4A in the time that I've been here. Uh, and then, you know, they're up at 5A for a while and boom, Thunder Ridge comes in. They take that 5A spot when they're built and the other ones pop down to 4A. And we've seen a lot of talent come in and out of those schools. Uh, you have a lot of kids that live, uh, you know, close to, to school boundaries. And so they might kind of cross over and, and uh, you know, anytime you're in a larger uh, area like that where high schools are a little bit closer, uh, you know, you have more schools that, that are more students that tend to maybe go to a school that they don't technically live in the boundaries or things like that, you know. But by and large, those schools have had uh, tremendous rivalries and, uh, and great success. And over this last while with the growth of Idaho Falls and the need to build uh, Thunder Ridge that they had, which was a very needed school, uh, that's helped change the landscape as well. You know, that pulled athletes from, uh, uh, you know, from Bonneville and from Hillcrest. You look at a team like Hillcrest uh, that was so good last year, and, uh, and you figure that Lawyer Driggs would have been on that team if Thunder Ridge hadn't have been <laughs> built. You know? And so new high school certainly changed the landscape for sure. Yeah, it's always fun to think about what, you know, what the team would look like if this yeah. school wasn't here or if the boundaries were tweaked. 
That's for sure. And then, and then uh, as we talk about the geographic footprint of, of District 6, we have to go south to where there's that really weird cutoff between Blackfoot, which is in District 6, and Snake River, which is, I mean, literally they're right by each other, but, but yeah, Snake River are. is in District 5, right? Yeah, yeah. Other sides of the freeway. And uh, and that's always been, uh, you know, there, there was a few years ago when uh, when both of those teams happened to be in District 5 at uh, one time. And, uh, uh, of course, Bonneville, or pardon me, uh, Blackfoot District 6 now, you know. And again, it a lot of it has to do with teams that go up, teams that go down, you know, as their school sizes jump and stuff and where teams are needed in it. For example, I'll give you an example. A few years ago, uh, uh, Bear Lake dropped down to 2A. And, uh, and at that time, American Falls was looking to go out to District 4. Well, that would have left Marsh Valley and Snake River as the only two teams in District 5 for 3A. And at that time, Marsh Valley was petitioning to drop down to 2A and stuff. Well, the na a natural move in something like that would have been you know, Snake River up into District 6, <laughs> you know, with Sugar and Teton and, and South, you know, of course, so that, that didn't happen. But what I'm saying is you get teams that are close on the borderline like that uh, geographically, and those kind of changes can happen and can happen quickly if needed. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating to talk about. We're, we'll really start getting into the specifics of 2021 next week, talking about yeah. some of the players and teams to keep an eye out for. Uh, let's get back to you, Lance. What uh, What is your favorite sport to broadcast? Boy, <laughs> I just like being a part of it. I, I, I love it all. Uh, there, there's, been a, there's pros and cons to ball. I'd say overall uh, football. It's probably my favorite to broadcast just because I love it. I love the time of year. Plus, plus you have a break in between games. You know, basketball is a lot of fun, but there's no question by the end of the year when we're wrapping up that final state tournament, uh, you're ready for a break. <laughs> you know, you've been there. You know what that's like. You're ready for that break. You want to get out and and uh, and be able to to breathe just a little bit. And uh, But I, I, I love football and basketball. Uh, but, but football overall um, – a lot of fun for me. Okay. And then, and then, I mean, it's nice to in football, there's, there's breaks in between the plays as well. So it's not, there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. And I do a lot of PA for, for football as well. Right. And, uh, and play as, as well as play by play. Uh, and it's going to be an exciting football season coming up in all corners of the state for sure. Yes. Okay. So football is your favorite to broadcast. Is it also your favorite to watch? If you're, if you're not working and you're just taking in a game, what's your favorite sport? Well, if I'm just working or if I'm sitting down and I'm taking in a game, I'd say probably basketball is my favorite. Uh, unless I have certain teams that are playing. If I have certain teams that are playing uh, for football, then, you know, uh, then, then football probably tops that as well. But just if I have nothing to do and I'm not into either team, basketball is my favorite to watch. Okay, so you talked about certain teams you like to watch. Let's talk college and pro. Uh, I got to assume growing up at Cedar City, you're Southern Utah Thunderbird fan? or Well, I love Southern Utah University. In fact, uh, I went there for a period of time. My dad taught there for almost 40 years. And so for uh, for the 1AA size, or what is now FCS, uh, I really like the Thunderbirds. I love the success that they had. In fact, uh, you know, they won the, the Big Sky Conference a couple times recently. And uh, Sugar Salem High School, uh, was able to benefit by picking up their strength and conditioning coach and uh, their line coach in um, uh, uh, Dan Benyon, uh, who is, you know, you talk about changing a landscape, <laughs> you know, a guy like that is, you know, comes in and, into a high school program and absolutely dominates a landscape. 
and he's he's made a huge uh, you know huge mix. And of course, we got Idaho State in that conference as well. And Idaho State has seemed to be that school that continues to struggle most of the time. But I would love to see Idaho State really uh, become one of the, if not the premier uh, Big Sky team. I, I think they're in the right direction with Pauline Theros as the athletic director. It's just going to be, it's, I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, but I, I do think no, they're not. they're on the right path for sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, pro teams, Utah jazz, probably. You know what? I grew up, I grew up watching the jazz. I was just seven years old when the jazz uh, were bought from new Orleans, came to Utah. And so I jumped on the Utah jazz at the time. Uh, they were horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. I mean, I, I, I joke, they, they had a center at the time named Rich Kelly. Uh, and, and then another one they called Gentleman Ben Poquette. And, uh, and their, their very first promotional advertisement uh, essentially was Rich Kelly bricking a layup and somebody else getting a rebound and putting it back in. So I always joke that, that, that I was with the Jazz, but it was not cool to be a Jazz fan. And people have to remember Pistol Pete was with them at that time as well. Of course, he was towards the end of his career, was injury prone and ended up being traded to the Lakers, or I mean, pardon me, to the Celtics and uh, where he finished his career. But, but uh, yeah, I'm a jazz fan. So the Carl and John years treated me really well. And right now, a lot of excitement for jazz fans. The jazz either seem to be just like really good and like the best in the conference or, or they are just bad. There is, yeah. they, they go, they go 60 miles an hour in both directions. There's no middle ground for Utah. It seems like usually. But. Yeah. You know, there's no question about it. The jazz uh, have been up and down. I was fortunate, you know, the Carl and John years, uh, you know, 20 years straight of the playoffs. That that was a lot of fun. Two years going to the finals. Of course, the great Michael Jordan was who they had to deal with and lost those. But but uh, those were a lot of fun years. And then they had some uh, identity challenges for a few years, you know, as they as they tried to figure out who they were when those two weren't in the program anymore. And now, uh, you know, with the current group that they have, with uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, J- Joe Ingles, I just absolutely love Rudy Gobert and this group. Uh, they have found an identity again. And it's kind of fun to see them moving forward. I'd have liked to see their draft night be a little better. I was looking for maybe some uh, marquee trades, uh, but um, they weren't part of that, so we'll see. Yeah, picking at the very end of the first round, it's tough to yeah. maneuver. Uh, so, again, this is Talking Jazz, your weekly Utah Jazz podcast. No, no, no. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the East, <laughs> East Idaho Prep Cast, breaking out all the District 6 yeah. uh, athletic action week in, week out. Lance, do you have any – if you're going to be broadcasting a game, I know athletes have game day rituals. Do you have a game day ritual when you're going to step behind the mic? Yeah, I try to make sure that my alarm is set from my nap so that I can get up and get to the game on time. That's my ritual is that, you know, I, uh, I've i always said my only superstition is that I'm not superstitious. <laughs> and so and so I really don't have anything other than, you know, the typical studying up on the teams and things like that. Trying, you know, you know, you know the challenges of high school sports. You know, it, it's one thing in a college game where there's producers and there's information on everybody, you know back from when they're two years old, you know, and in a high school game, heck, you're, uh, you know, you're, someone makes a good play and you look down, their number's not even on the roster. <laughs> you know, you run into those kind of challenges. Uh, so I, I really don't have, you know, other than just trying to study up on the teams as much as I can, that's kind of my main thing. So you talked about setting the alarm and maybe this is the thing for broadcasters. I have nightmares all the time where I'm like late for a game I like show up and it's like almost halftime already. Do you ever have those or is that just, I have thing? them all the time. They say it's <laughs> conscious stuff, you know? So maybe that's why I kind of set that alarm, you know, to make sure that, uh, you know, that I'm there. I try, I do try to get to a game fairly early. 
I, I really like it when they have like a JV game before. You don't always, you have that in basketball. You don't always have that in football. I love it when there's a JV game out there before because it does give you the opportunity to kind of get in that mode, to get your mind and the speed, uh, you know, of the game and stuff. And it, uh, it you know, so th- there are some of those that I try to do beforehand as well. Sure. Yeah, that's the uh, the broadcaster's nightmare for sure. So this yeah. is the uh, East Idaho PrepCast. Brandon Bainey with Lance Taylor. We're going to be breaking down all of the District 6 athletic uh, info and, and stories and everything you need to know each and every week. You can uh, listen to the podcast at our website, idahosports.com. You can download the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever. And and that might be the easiest way. Subscribe, and then it's just automatically when we have a new episode, it's delivered to your uh, podcast listening device. You can also watch the video if you want to see what we look like. <laughs> if you want to take the plunge, uh, you can uh, check us out on uh, the idahosports.com uh, Facebook page and also our YouTube channel. Uh, and it's going to be 20 to 30 minutes. That's all we're asking for each week. You know, 30 minutes of your time to kind of get caught up on what happened the week before, look ahead to the, to the week ahead. And so it's going to be a lot of fun, Lance. I'm really excited. Hey, uh, you know what? I am as well. Uh, Brandon, you and I have had the opportunity to get to know each other a bit better. In fact, I'll, I, uh, I got a little business down in your neck of the woods today. And so, uh, anyway, I'll be, uh, I'll be down by you. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I just, I just look forward forward to it. I mean, you and you and I know how much we love this time of year and getting things going and and it's it's uh, it's tough to get better than this. Yeah, it's the East Idaho Prepcast each week here on idahosports.com. Thanks for watching/listening slash and we'll see you back here next week.